Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. From the Gert Boyle Studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. The Washington Secretary of State's office has a new effort to track and address misinformation about voting and elections. It recently hired the British company Logically to scan social media sites for misleading narratives that could threaten election integrity or lead to violence against election staff. The move led to a backlash from the state's Republican Party, which calls the effort unethical and a tyranny. A similar contract in Oregon with the same company has also received Republican pushback. Jim Bruner has been writing about this issue as a political reporter at the Seattle Times. He joins us with more details. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's probably obvious to our listeners here, but but what's the context here before we get to the details? Why did the attorney generals, attorneys general, I should say, in Washington and in Oregon, sign these contracts in the first place? Uh, yeah, the well, secretaries of state in, in Washington, Oregon. Oh, part, but, right, um, sorry about that. Yeah. Well, it, the context, as, as everybody probably knows, but yeah, we can, we can rehash it and it's going to become hot again, is this, uh, you know, a flood of misinformation about elections, largely driven by Donald Trump's narrative that the 2020 election was stolen from him. And there's been a cascading effect down the ballot, you know, even in in state races in in many states, including in Washington state, for example, our last gubernatorial Republican candidate lost to Governor Jansley by more than 500,000 votes, but then claimed that it was fraudulent and uh, tried to file a lawsuit, which got, you know, he immediately pulled it back. Uh, he didn't really have anything to it. So so this kind of, um, as elections officials look at 2024, they're thinking this is not going away. This is going to possibly even get worse. And so they are looking at an effort to, to say, we're going to scan social media and see what kind of narratives are developing out there so that we can respond to them. What did... Jim Walsh, the chair of the state Republican Party, allege in their complaint? Yeah, Jim Walsh was also a uh, state legislator, by the way, in Washington. He filed a complaint um, for the state Republican Party with the state's executive ethics board. And he basically said that Steve Hobbs, our secretary of state, had violated the Constitution and his oath of office by hiring this British uh tech firm to, to do this work. So he was saying he's saying that basically this is a bridge too far, that the government shouldn't be in the business of scanning social media. And um, he and other Republicans have kind of referred to it as snooping and spying. And so he doesn't even sort of, he, he would reject the notion that this is an effort to tackle misinformation. He, he would say that it's an effort to suppress, uh, you know, conservatives. How did um, that executive ethics board respond? Well, they very quickly said, the staff looked at it and said, this is not really in our purview. The state of our, our state executive ethics board is uh, kind of limited in what it looks at. And so this kind of complaint with the broad claims of constitutionality and things like this sort of wasn't really the right venue. Uh, the complaint also had some false statements in it, like saying the state legislature had rejected, uh, you know, this kind of effort by the Secretary of State when, in fact, they actually put money in the budget for this kind of effort. And so the, the ethics board, 
their attorney wrote back to the state Republican Party and said, uh, we're, we're not even going to open an, invest, an investigation here because it doesn't, you haven't provided us enough evidence of the types of ethics violations that we investigate. What about Steve Hobbs? What did he say when you talked to him about these accusations that this effort is is snooping or spying or and at at base is about cracking down not on misinformation but on political opponents? Right. Well, Steve Hobbs, who, who is a Democrat and a relatively new uh, Secretary of State in Washington, um, he says, "Look, we this is something that." that I've said I'm going to do, I was going to do when I first was appointed to the office and then ran for election and, and was elected. So it's not, it's not like a surprise. He defends the contract and says, you know, we've actually had instances of elections officials in Washington being threatened with violence and we need to know about this. Um, and it's as, as a, you know, and they, the easiest way to do that is to hire this company that has an expertise and that markets itself to elections officials and some some uh, staff with the Secretary of State's office had actually I think seen a presentation or a booth or something by this company at a at a national conference and he, and he said he he was struck back kind of uh, snarkily in a way at at the Republican complaint and he said. Um, you know, unlike Jim Walsh, I actually put on a uniform and defended democracy. He's been in the uh, Army and National Guard. And he also made a crack about instead of putting out misinformation about this contract and, and relying on what he, you know, he set up a person who makes pillows as your expert, maybe you should contact me. And that's a reference to the My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, who, as you may know, spread a lot of election conspiracy theories and some Washington lawmakers, Republicans have kind of bought onto some of those and gone to his conferences. Uh, and and uh, the state Republican Party's election integrity chair also has uh, actually presented at some of those conferences. What exactly is this British company logically? Uh, I got to say an, an adverb as a name for a company makes it hard to say, but regardless, <laughs> yeah. what are they going to be doing? Well, you know, branding experts probably uh, came up with this and were paid a lot of money. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they uh, are a. They say that they, they they use artificial intelligence as well as experts to. Um, they they specialize and they advertise as as we're we're some we're a company that is has an expertise in looking at misinformation and responding to it, and, and we can help you with that. And so, uh, the Secretary of State gave them a, it was a no bid contract, which I still have some questions about, frankly, for about $273,000. And they, in, in exchange for that, this company sends regular reports to the Secretary of State's office about what they call narratives and or threats to elections officials or kind of stories about the election process. And the basic idea seems to be that without some kind of AI-juiced tech uh, search capability that, that s state workers wouldn't have the time or the resources to right. to scour all of social media. Well, so what kinds of posts or comments do they flag? I mean, what kinds of things end up in the weekly wrap-up? 
Yeah, this is interesting because I do think that when when I looked at the the things that have been flagged, and I haven't seen every report that the company has sent, but they, they kind of run the gamut from they're all about elections and people commenting on news stories, for example, about voting, or there was a little controversy here in King County about the uh King County Elections Department had to change server out because it wasn't functioning or something before the primary election that we just had. And they didn't notify the state, the uh, County Republican Party. And the County Republican Party was was irritated by that. And they they complained. And actually, King County Elections said, you know, okay, we should have communicated better, but it, it didn't affect an election or anything. But so people are commenting on social media about the story. And of course, some people are very suspicious of it. And so some people are making kind of totally unsubstantiated claims saying, oh, they're putting in the software to make sure that the Democrat gets elected. And other people are just saying, hey, this is, you know, they should do a better job here. So it runs the gamut. And so some of the posts that are flagged, I would say, are not false or misinformation. They're just people talking about it. And the and the logically report to the Secretary of State says, here's how many people saw this. Here's what it says. And then they kind of give a little like narrative about this kind of talk could lead to distrust in elections, you know, and they sort of just flag that for the secretary of state. So but I, I guess I the real question is yeah. then what what does the state government, in this case, the secretary of state, what do they do with it? I mean, do they call Meta and say, hey, take down the comment n- number 4,652 by this user? What do they do? Right. No, they, they say that they are not doing that. Um, we have seen examples in the past where various you know, government agencies have have tried to flag stuff on Twitter, for example. They say they're not doing this, um, that they are just watching to see what is being talked about with the idea that if it gets broad enough, if they see a really damaging false narrative out there, conspiracy theory or something about elections or a threat against election workers, they can respond either publicly by putting out statements to the media or contacting county elections departments, or you know, if it's an actual violent threat, they would presumably contact law enforcement. But they say they are not contacting Meta or X at this point to, act- to take anything down. If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now uh, about uh, the Washington Secretary of State's new effort to combat election disinformation. There is a very similar contract and effort with the same exact British company in Oregon. We're talking right now with Seattle Times political reporter Jim Bruner. You mentioned that you still have questions about this $273,000 no-bid contract. How did this come to be? And we'll get to your questions. Yeah. So it... Clearly, the Secretary of State's office had been familiar with this company's work and, and wanted to hire hire it for this work. And uh, in Washington, you can do some no-bid contracts. They call them sole source contracts. But you, generally speaking, you have to provide some kind of justification to a separate state agency. And just and to, I mean, just yeah. so people understand, no-bid meaning normally a government would say, we want these services, tell us how much um, you would charge for them. They could look at those various bids and and then decide if somebody can actually provide those services at the cheapest cost, that should be the one they would go for. This is, exactly. this is not that. This is just... <laughs> yeah, this is just, we want to hire these people, so here we go. 
And so the way they went about it is not that process that I just described, but they, uh, Secretary of State's office has a, they don't really have their own very large contracting departments. So what they say is they, the contract, if you look at it, and I posted it online, they, they, they uh, did the contract through a community college, um, which has a larger staff supposedly for contracting. And so the contract actually taxed on an extra 15% to pay South Puget Sound Community College to kind of do the administration. And South Puget Sound Community College said, well, we created this as a client service contract, they call it. Um, and that is exempt uh, when we do it from, from these normal competitive, you know, no bid justification contracts. In other words, they said, this is, we were allowed to do this and we didn't have to even post it a justification on the website, but I, I still have, I put in a records request to try to get more information about that. Um, Secretary of State's office has pointed out that they have other contracts that they've run through that office, uh, you know, and so it's not, it's not a one-off that they did just for this one, but it certainly is unusual. Hmm. You know, going back to the big picture before we say goodbye, unless something surprising happens at the national level, um, we're looking at a, a rematch of, of the 2020 election. What have you been hearing from either county elections officials or um, folks in the Secretary of State's office about what they're expecting or what they're fearing in 2024? Well, I think a lot of people are very concerned. And even in our last, um, the midterms, you know, they had to deal with a lot of, of uh, misinformation and people claiming that things weren't going right with that election in Washington. And there's a lot of concern and just the idea that they should, they need to prepare for, for what could happen in 2024. We all saw what happened in 2020. It wouldn't be a surprise if, Trump lost, that he would again make claims that he didn't lose, for example. And that generates a lot of a lot of uh, activity and some threats towards election officials. And so they're definitely concerned. And, you know, we have, I think, as in most states, the elections are actually run by various counties. They all have their own elected auditor, somebody who runs it, and they're, they're taking various approaches. Um, some in some conservative counties, they're actually uh, have, have decided that they are going to remove some safeguards that are on most election computers to try to stop hackers, for example, because they're they're suspicious. You know, they think that maybe there's uh, these devices are actually a way to manipulate elections. So it so it really varies from county to county, but there's a lot of concern about what could happen. Jim Bruner, thanks very much. Thank you. Jim Bruner is a political reporter at the Seattle Times. Members make Think Out Loud and all of OPB's independent journalism possible. Support the next fascinating story and join in as a sustainer at opb.org pod.